Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, remember, Rocket can. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I have a treat for you if you're trepidatious about college football. And folks, don't shoot the messenger. 1240 p.m. Eastern, a real live university president, not just any university president, a man who used to be the university president at Brown University at The Ohio State University, and he is the current president at West by God Virginia University, Dr. Gordon Gee. We'll play that for you. I had an interview with him with myself and Anthony Lima on our show in Cleveland yesterday with the good doctor, and he said some things that were upsetting to some, but I'm letting you in on what a lot of presidents are still thinking. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on today at 1240. We welcome it with an abrupt pull down. What are you doing, Hick? I let, I literally let the music go. It ended. The bed ended. <sighs> then, you I know what? Make the, bed, make the bed longer. Make the bed longer. You should have to pull it down instead of having it end abruptly. You understand that? That's long. your that's fault. Pretty, pretty long not for mine. Not nah, make it three not or make it fault. four. Make it three, make it four. That's make not my fault. Make it 10. If I want to talk and I want to have the whole thing playing in the background in the open, why not? You know why? Because it's the great Ric Flair's music. And later on today, because I'm going to get this in by come hell or high water, I have a great comparison to make with a certain athlete out there, a certain pro athlete, and why it don't matter worth a damn just how much that the fans of his sport really hate him. Because if it don't get to regular people, then they don't care. We'll get to that later. We welcome in Hickey. Hickey was out and about doing God knows what with God knows who last week. I'm sure he was social distancing and all that stuff, so don't send the nasty tweets to him. All right, Hick, you ready? Yes, I am ready. What is the topic? We will do it at 1.20 p.m. Eastern. What is the topic for the top five today? What is our subject? All right, Kenny, we will do top five NFL running backs on the heel of ESPN Jeremy Fowler putting out top ten quarterbacks, receivers, and wide uh, running backs this week. We will give mm. Ken Carmen's top five running backs. Oh, see, I already did. I was going to do that at 140, but fine. We'll do it at 120. I don't give a damn. Wait, are you it. serious? I swear to God. You. I, 
I, t- I you want to oh, know it? I wrote Lord. rearranging the NFL executives top ten running backs, and some of you guys are gonna go, oh, I'm so mad at you. I'm gonna go, whatever. It's just my opinion. Hold on, hold on. When we go we've been talking sand. throughout the entire week, yeah, we you have. explicitly said to me for the top five, I want to do running backs this week. And I, I said, I say okay. a lot of things. I didn't say that explicitly. I, did yes, because I, I have stuff written down here. I have, I, I have a word document. Top five ideas for Ken. I threw all that out this week because you said running backs. All right. Well, to hell with it. What was your other top five? I can do the other top five. What was the first one? Oh well, now I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Oh, you're not ready Let's for do... it, are you? How about ice cream flavors? You're a man who likes to eat. I don't want to do ice cream flavors. That sucks. How about Seems summer like games? Too quickly. So what What are summer Sam- games? Sandwiches. Sandwiches? Top five sandwiches? Top five sandwiches, yeah. I don't know. Anything with meat between bread? That's not that I hard. Mean, you're someone who, I mean, are fine. We'll do running we'll backs. We'll stick to top five running backs because your other ideas, you were not prepared for this. They suck. Apologize to <laughs> the American five, public. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to save one for next. I have a few still lined up that are pretty yeah, good. Yeah, top five one. things you'd like to call me after this segment. <laughs> well, All right. <laughs> 40 minutes away, Dr. Gordon Gee will play that for you. It's. Some of you guys are going to be <laughs> – judging by social media, I'm just going to give you guys fair warning. Some of you guys are going to be hitting the dashboard saying yes, and some of you guys are going to be really, really, really mad. <laughs> some of you are going to be really mad at what, what Dr. Gee says. And I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to incite you. I'm not trying to make you upset. What I'm giving you is a glimpse of – you can say what you want to about Gordon Gee. Dr. Gordon Gee has been a university president for 40 years. He ain't the only one who's going to be saying these things. Letting you know that right now. It's going to bother some people out there. 855-2124-CBS. I I also, I'm throwing out the number because I, folks, I need your help. I need your help. I don't want Cleveland calls today. We're live in Cleveland. The great Garrett Bush just finished his show about five minutes ago. He also has a new documentary out. Check him out on uh, Twitter at GBush91. He's fantastic. Um, I need your help today. Because this week, in we've had a couple of discussions here and there, and anytime I open it up in Cleveland, the phones light up. There it goes, and I've tried to keep it to a minimum. Monday was a big day for it, but ever since, you know, we, I've kind of let one ten-minute segment in, like, all right, fine, give me him, let's go. The Washington Redskins, and I asked Kevin Boylard about this in the last hour. The Washington Redskins are going to change their name, and I asked him what should they change it to, and he goes, "Well, I'm not necessarily sure right now, but I do think." That this year, and this is a quote from Kevin, that he thinks that this year they're going to go nameless. It might be the best thing to do because you don't want to just force some nickname. You don't want to. You don't want to just go. You don't want to go higgledy piggledy and go right into the nickname there and just jump in there with both feet because this is something that the history is long. You want to make sure that you don't have to change this thing again. You want to make sure you get it right. So if you take some time to get it right, that's no big deal. And it did happen at a very quick moment before we get ready for the NFL football season. That's fine. The Blackhawks say that they're not changing their name. The Chiefs say they're not changing their name. The Braves says they're not changing their name. I'm not talking about them. I need your help. Because I'm in Cleveland. My favorite baseball team growing up has been the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians say we're going to go under a process about – Evaluating our name. Now, I think that's the first one where they are going to probably change their name. Now, I have this week taken ideas from people from Cleveland. But I grew up a Cleveland Indians fan. I was raised one, and I will die a fan of the Cleveland baseball team. That's the way she goes. Whoever's the name, whoever they're named, I'm going to be a fan of them. I need your help. 
because that being admitted, I'm in the bubble. I'm in the bubble of the city of Cleveland of, of what names that we like. I want to know because the name is the first a name is the is the first introduction in professional sports or in sports in general to a fan in a different place. The name is that first thing that gets into your head. It's usually a representation of the area. It's usually something that's synonymous with the area. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it has absolutely no meaning. And if it's old enough, then maybe it's just a regular old name. Like, I, I've not seen many lions in the city of Detroit. I've been to Detroit many times. And for that fact, I haven't seen many tigers in Detroit either. But those are long-standing organizations, older organizations. So I ask you, and uh, this might not turn out too great, but we'll see. Think. You're renaming the Indians. Give me a name that you heard or give me a name that you like that you you would be okay with, that you think is a good name. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I'll take Cleveland calls, I guess, but I don't want to encourage them because Cleveland is very close to it. We're in Cleveland. I need your help. I need to know what they should be called. Give me a name. And I say that knowing wholeheartedly that I believe we're on at 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh, and I will be a little bit gun-shy to take those calls from them. I believe we're on 105.7, the fan in Baltimore right now. I'm a little bit nervous to take those calls from them. I don't think we're on in Cincinnati, so I don't need to worry. So we'll see. Because, Hickey, you've given a couple ideas, and I hated your ideas. I thought I had three. Well, I only gave you one. I have three good names, I think. That- All right. Let, let's and I, I don't think, folks, if you call in with a name, I don't think I'm going to hammer you the same way I'm going to hammer Hickey about this. But you go right on ahead, Hick. What was your names? I'll go in descending order. Number three, the Foresters, because you guys are the Forest City. Did you just look us up on, on Wikipedia and that was it? No, I did a Google search. What is Cleveland known for? Cleveland nicknames. You, I've seen a lot about the Forest City. So I said the Foresters. Why not? Okay, Foresters. You know that was a finalist for the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? No, I know. But there you go. There, That's a good name. All right, go the ahead. Foresters. Okay, number two. How about this one? I like this one a lot. The Flyers. Not many we people... We see that Philadelphia would already have something, something to say about that. Yeah, but Ken, I mean, how many... There's six teams that share names in professional sports. God forbid you had a seventh. Not to mention, city or the state of Ohio, I should say, is the aviation... That is the state of aviation. Well, Not yeah, North but Carolina. Dayton is like three and a half hours away from Cleveland. Uh, like in Dayton, where it was, where the Wright, Wright brothers yeah, did it. Like they are the Dayton Cleveland. Flyers. Dayton, but I think it's you know to honor some sort of aviation. Now we did have John Glenn, who was from here. Twenty, yeah. the home of twenty-four astronauts, including Neil Armstrong. I mean, you got We've maybe had the twenty-four Mooners? astronauts from the state of Ohio. How about that? Holy Toledo, that's a lot of astronauts. So I mean, maybe I maybe the that. astronauts. Maybe I should add, add that to the list. All right, the Cleveland astronauts. astronauts. What was the? Okay, I'm writing that down. What was the third one you had? Okay, this one I like a lot. The Rockers, the Cleveland Rockers. That Think sucks. about it. It sounds intimidating. It it is tough. Which you you said leave. you need a tough name. You, you can't had a have chance a soft to change. You had a chance to change that name and you didn't change. Not that to. Name. Ma- oh no, I'm dead set on the Rockers. Not to mention. Think about this, Ken. Ready? Think about having a tough oh, home God. field advantage. We're in the seventh inning. Bases are loaded, two outs. The pitcher, the other team, is she's struggling. All of a sudden now, the Cleveland PA system is blaring. We will, we will rock you. Keep singing. I mean, Ken, I mean, the home field advantage is built Listen, into the I, name. 
Okay, first off, I like Queen as much as the next guy. That song is tremendously overrated, and I can't listen to it anymore. The other thing is is that I know we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You're, you're making me say this, and I kind of want to say it to other people. It's just a bad name, okay? Us here in the city of Cleveland, there's been a lot of things that have gone with, with rock and roll, and I just – we're a little bit tired of it, okay? We're a little bit tired of it. Yeah, can We're I a ask little a bit question? tired of that. Why what? does Cleveland hate rock and roll? You guys love hate the Rock, rock and, and roll. roll Hall of Fame. No, we love you the hate rock, rock and roll. And roll. You and hate no, guitars. No, no, listen to me. We love guitars and we love rock and we love we love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're not against that. It's just that over the last five years, the city of Cleveland's been kind of a hot city. We've had a lot of things come into town. We've had a lot of events come into town. And it just seems like everybody just goes, well, you see, we're in Cleveland. There's a home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so we have to put a guitar next to everything we have. It's like, we get it, man. We get it. You know, we got other good things here. We got plenty of good restaurants. We got a lot of other good things. There is a nice part of the history here. Good blue-collar town. Good blue-collar people. Like in the world, like when almost famous, just regular Topeka people, man. Just regular Cleveland people, man. Like, just good folks. Like, we should be called the Cleveland Good Folks over the Rockers. But why that was a is WNBA there... name. That name sucks. A defunct WNBA team. But so... Actually, I think they moved. I mean, God forbid, you know, you, you really God try to embrace forbid. the city or the history of the city. I mean, that's, move the that's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We, you hate it so much. We already, we already have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that encompasses a lot of things about rock and roll. I don't need to name the professional sports team when I already have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. You get what I'm saying? I don't. You, I mean, you it's, get just what I'm of, it's part of Cleveland's identity. Does I'm Pittsburgh sorry. have the? If Pittsburgh had like the Steel Hall of Fame, they probably do. For all I know, they have the Steel Hall of Fame, and everybody went, "Hey, the Steel Hall of Fame." This is, do they? If they were renaming the Steelers, do they re- need to rename them the Steelers, or are they renaming them something else? Like you don't need to do that. You don't need to do it. I have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's one thing that makes Cleveland great. I would like a little bit of se- separation. The Rockers is terrible. You call in with the Rockers. I, okay. I'm not even saying thanks for the call. I'm going to say go pound sand and Hickey's going to hang up on you. Are we ready to take these calls here? Let's do it. 855-2124-CBS. Now, if you're in Cleveland or Northeast Ohio, I, I guess I'll accept it, but I'm looking for people from around the country. I want to get to Eric in Georgia first. Eric, rename my favorite baseball team. Go. Ken, I think you should go with instead of the Spiders because I know you don't like them and they're – their uh, old um, old name. Go with the Arachnids. All right, Eric. Thank you very much for the call. I don't have the heart to say it to his face. That's why I hung up on him. It's just I think you're trying too hard with the Arachnids. If you're going to do that, just call them spiders. Everybody knows what a spider is, right? But there we go. Hey, I'm going to write it down. I'll say it on the air later this week. Joe in California. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Uh- Instead of the Cleveland Indians, I'm going with a haircut. The Cleveland Mohawks. The Cleveland Mohawks. Why? <laughs> He's laughing. Because it's absurd. It's absurd. I grew up in Atlanta. I, I don't want to change the braids. Well, hey, hey, the Cleveland hey, hey, Indians well, should stay the same. Well, I'm, Joe, I'm, it, it isn't about whether or not they, they're going to change the name. So it, 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 that's that part of the deal is done. I can say it's absurd and all that other stuff, but they're going to change the name. I need to look for a new name. And if I go Mohawks, I think I'm just going to make everybody upset anyway. Right? <laughs> you know, I go make them upset? Joe? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right, thank you very much for the call. Thank you for the call. Like, I, I had this conversation multiple times this week. I don't – it isn't about me, and I know it's not about me. Like, I, I'm not Native American, so I can't say I'm offended. I'm not offended. 
I know that there are plenty of people who are offended. Alex Hooper of Sports Illustrated, he asked a bunch of different uh, Native American nations, and they went, yeah, we kind of wish they changed the name. We certainly didn't like Chief Wahoo, and we kind of wish they changed the name. Okay, then change the name. I kn- it's not about me. I'm a Cleveland baseball fan, and I said this about Chief Wahoo. I'm not that beholden to a logo. I want baseball in Cleveland. I'm honestly not that beholden to a name. I'm not going to tell my son he can't go to a Cleveland baseball game because I'm mad they changed the name. I'm a baseball fan. I don't consider myself a racist. I wish there was a way that we could have done this long ago where maybe we could have brought somebody's seat to the table. But then I think that's a sketchy situation because, like, Florida State, they're called the Seminoles. And they made a they, – they brought together an agreement with the Seminole Nation. Well, they're a state-funded institution. They can do that. There's no owner – of Florida State University. With the Cleveland Indians, there's an owner of the Cleveland Indians. And if that person, Paul Dolan it being, who's the brother or cousin of James Dolan, which, boy, I tell you what, we got the good Dolan in that situation, did we not? Um, Paul Dolan, he might come together with a great agreement with with a, a, a host of or one of the local tribes. But if he sells that team, a deal is meant to be broken by owners. I, I can't trust owners. I can't. And so that... That owner could look at it and go, either we change the name, you let me change the name, or I'm not going to pay you, which would be even uglier. I'm going to break this agreement with it because there has to be some monetary consideration in it, right? I break the agreement. Either you let me break the agreement or I'm moving this ball club, which their lease with the city is up in 2023, not too terribly far from now. I am much more concerned with with baseball being played in Cleveland personally. So I know that. It's a hill that I don't want to get on and scream and yell about. I wish there was a seat at the table and we can make this okay. It's It's been 100-plus years of history. I wish we could, but I know we can't, and I'm willing to accept it and move on. And also, I know that if you're a big Braves fan and you're a big Blackhawks fan, I just assume, and you probably should assume, that at some point here in history, your name's going to be changed as well. And I really don't want to believe or don't want to be in this position, and you can be mad at me because I'm not screaming and yelling and pounding the table the way I do about a multitude of subjects about this name and defending the name. I just think, what is it going to look like in 20, 25 years about the name? Do I want to have, because what we do is public, what I say is public, there's records of this. Do I want to be on the side of history and be the guy who is screaming and yelling about a name that a lot of people find to be either uncomfortable or racist? I don't think I want to do that, do I? No, I don't. 855-2124-CBS. We got calls. You ready to take them? Oh, yeah. What the hell? Give me another one here. David in Dallas, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Rename my favorite baseball team. Go. Ken, why not Cleveland Baseball Club? You've already got the black letter C. All you would have to do is on the jerseys, just you already got the way jersey is Cleveland. Do it as the home jersey. You can always you, you can use the statement "We are Cleveland." That way, you don't have to go with a moniker that you don't want. And also, it has a little bit of that international feel with you know the soccer teams where they'll go you know Manchester FC or whatever. I, yeah. I don't think it's different. And you can go with the "We are Cleveland." I'm not that David. Thank you for the call. I'm not that much against that. It just feels like an unfinished science project. Like, I gave you an assignment, and you go, ah, let's call it the baseball club. If 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 I went if I went to, to Mr. Webster in eighth grade, and he gave me an assignment, and I said that, he'd look me dead in the eye and go, you didn't work on this assignment at all, did you? Ken, come up with a new name, Cleveland Baseball Club. Sounds like I came up with it on the way to school. 
but a lot of people do like that. Pete, Pennsylvania, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Pete, rename my favorite team. Hammer, my friend, the Cleveland Wave. The Wave? Yeah, that's the best I can come up with. Sorry, I failed. <laughs> All right, Pete, thank you very much for the call. 855-2124-CBS. Help me out, America. Do me right here. Also coming up at 1240 p.m. Eastern, Dr. Gordon Gee, West by God, Virginia University president. We'll talk to him about college football in the fall. I'm going to warn you guys right now, some of you guys are going to be very upset about what he has to say. It's Ken Carmen live on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, Dr. Gordon Gee, West Virginia University president. I talked to him yesterday uh, on my local show in Cleveland about the possibility of college football. I'm going to tell you right now, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a bit – it'll be a bit polarizing. It will be a bit polarizing there. But I, I the reason I want to do it is because this is a university president. This is a man who's who's very candid about this. And there's going to be things that some people like, and there's going to be some, some things he says that a lot of people don't like, uh, especially when you judge some things on Twitter. But we'll get into that coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll play that for you coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. Dan in Tucson says, how about the coasters? Referencing the North Coast and Cedar Point. Not the worst I've seen. Not the worst. Dan, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the email. Plenty of tweets coming in. Let's get to the calls. Jessica in Indiana. My favorite team is the Cleveland Indians. They're probably going to change their name, rename my favorite baseball team. Jessica, go. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Um, all right. So I was thinking to keep with the Buck theme. Like you have the Ohio State Buckeyes. Why don't you go with the, the Stags? Cleveland Stags. Stags. For whatever reason, I think of Canada when I think of Stags, Jessica. I don't know why. I don't know why. But it's 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 better than some of the other ones I got. Jessica, thank you very much for the call. Michael, South Carolina. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Rename my favorite baseball team. Hello. Hi. Hi, Ken. How, how you doing, Michael? Go right on ahead. Good. Rename I think my team. Name it. Um, you know, there's a lot of factories in Ohio. I, I retired from one in South Carolina. I retired okay. from Eaton. But I think they should name it um, the Cleveland Assembly after the Assembly Line workers. Ooh, okay. That's uh, we're getting some good stuff here, Michael. Thank you very much for the call. Lucas in Georgia. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. But first off, I wanted to say the uh, eight. Astronauts is too close to the Astros, and uh, uh, I'd go with the Cleveland right. Aviators. The Cleveland Aviators. All right, I'm writing that down. Thank you very much for the call. Aviators. I think. Do you think more of astronauts, or do you think more of planes? There, Hick. Hick Hick's too busy answering the phones. He might not be able to talk. No. I think more yeah. Pl- I would say planes. Right. I, I like think it more though. Planes. I do like it. Yeah. All right, let me try Dave in Virginia. Dave, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, it may be a little bit gimmicky, but Cleveland's home to the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why not the Rockers? Oh, God, no. Please, God, no. Dave, come on. <laughs> I mean, is that? have you ever been to Cleveland? Have you ever been through? I, I'm a Reds fan, dude. <laughs> so you have. Been, you, you have. No, you probably haven't, have you? You've been to Cincinnati. Though. I have not, actually. I live down here oh. in the south. I've never been as far as Cleveland, but, you know, oh. it's just a suggestion. Oh, thank you very much, Dave. Dave in Virginia <laughs> says the Rockers. I uh, Listen, I have to 
I'm more willing to fight against the Cleveland Rockers than I am for the Cleveland Indians at this point. I don't. I, I, you can't do it. Please don't do this. Please don't do it. Dave, thank you, but don't do this. It was an old WNBA team. Like, if we're going to do old Cleveland teams, Barons is good. What about the Cleveland Barons, Hick? Uh, I like the Barons. Uh, I could I could get behind that. Lumberjacks was a, was an old uh uh, uh, uh uh AHL or IHL one of the two it was a minor league hockey team. Lumberjacks, huh? I'd be behind the Lumberjacks. You can get some sweet yeah. logos there. I mean, the Barons were at one point were WHA champions, and for the year that they were actually in the NHL, there well there was a different Barons, but the, when Cleveland was an NHL city for like a year, uh, they were the Barons. Barons is not a bad name. I like Barons. It, it harkens back to some sports history in the city. Just, man, everything can't be about rock. We have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's enough. I don't need to name a professional sports franchise after the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or any entity in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How far do we go? Do I just have ZZ Top Night? Do I just have Aerosmith Night over at the, over at the ballpark? Do I do that? I mean, does everything we do have to be about rock? Everything? There's so many great things. Great restaurants, great people. We were one of the biggest cities in the world at one point. We're right there on Lake Erie. It's a beautiful lake. The Great Lakes are wonderful. Shipping, we are a huge shipping city. The Port of Cleveland has a bunch of different freighters that come in all the time. Just everything can't be about rock and roll, please. 855-2124-CBS. We'll get back to this. Coming up next, I play for you an interview with Dr. Gordon Gee, West Virginia University president. Don't shoot the messenger on this, and when we come back after it, I have some thoughts on it because there's some strong stuff that Dr. Gee says about the possibility of college football in 2020. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. 855-2124-227, sponsored by GEICO. Right now, GEICO's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's on top of what GEICO could already save you. So what what are you waiting for? Visit GEICO.com to learn more. 1.20 p.m. Eastern, I'll give you the top five running backs in the NFL, courtesy of what Higgy wanted to do with the top five. And I got to get in about Bryce and DeChambeau at some point. But yesterday, I got a chance to talk to Dr. Gordon Gee, on our morning show with myself and Anthony Lima. Lima will be on tomorrow afternoon on CBS Sports Radio, well, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, right before Andrew Filipponi is back on on Sunday afternoon as well. But we both got to talk to Dr. Gordon Gee. What I'm about to play for you is going to upset some of you. Some of you are going to like it. It's going to be very polarizing. We'll break that down after, but this is Dr. Gordon Gee with me yesterday. And the first thing I asked him is just, well, what's this summer been like for a university president? Well, you, first of all, I must say that um, I'm a Luddite. Uh, a Luddite. I never thought that I would enjoy working remotely and using Zoom and so forth, but I found that uh, I'm able to do a lot of work and be be pretty efficient. But, you know, as a university president, uh, the, the sense of being on a campus with a lot of students and faculty and staff, um, that human contact is very missing. But I have been... Uh, uh, you know, I live on uh, on the university campus and the university residence, so I do at least have the sense of the university every day. And we know you still got to be wearing the bow ties, whether it's virtual. Oh yeah, or not. absolutely, every morning. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious uh, when we get to the discussion of football, and we're seeing some of the lower level teams start to bow out some Division three teams. We saw the Ivy League schools say. We just can't do this right now for the fall. Maybe we'll get back to you 
uh, in the spring. Who will eventually make the decisions about this? Will it be state and local governments, the health officials? Will it be university presidents, Power 5 commissioners? Who makes the call? I, I think all of the above will be working together, but I think that uh, basically I believe it's going to be the, five fire, uh, the, the, the Power 5 commissioners with their... Uh, with their presence, uh, you, you know, in the Big 12, we, we call um, every other week. Uh, I'm talking with the uh, I'm talking with the commissioner tomorrow. Our, our commissioner is sort of the co- senior commissioner now, and uh, Bob Bowlesby, and so he needs uh, a lot of those discussions. But I think that uh, you know, I mean, I was an Ivy League president at uh, Brown, so I know that that that. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised that they made that decision because they really play each other and don't uh, and don't participate in bowl games, et cetera. And that's probably a wise decision for them. But but for the larger Power Five institutions, we have to take a look at uh, our fan support and a variety of other things, as you know. But Dr. Gee, if we have some health organizations who could be at odds with administrators, who wins out in those battles? Because you're going to see that. You're going to see that in play for not only universities, but our, our local schools all across the country with different edicts being sent down. I know. That's, that's, that's part of the problem um, is the fact that you get so many different kinds of, um, of um, conversations that are ongoing I, um, between health officials. Now, we, we of course, uh, have great, uh, you know, we have a wonderful academic medical center. We have our health officials who really are helping to drive the state as a small state, as you know. So there are, uh, the university uh, really does in many ways uh, account for a lot of the health system. Um, our vice president is what we call the coronavirus czar, and uh, the governor has put him in charge of making a lot of these decisions. Saying that, the way that I view it is pretty simple, and that is the fact that we have a hammer and we have a dance. The hammer is that we just shut everything down, and uh, we have done that. But now we know that this virus is going to linger. We know that... Uh, there's a vaccine coming, and we have to learn to dance with the thing, and and uh, we have to learn to dance with it uh, in in opening. Uh, we have to learn to understand how we can best be safe, but also um, there's a lot of collateral damage, particularly in the university. Uh, our uh, the mental health issues on on university campuses are rampant right now. Our students uh, are in their basements. Uh, they're having a lot of problems. Uh, suicides among young people are way up. Um, you know, you have to be you have to be concerned as a university president about the 360 degree issues. It's not simply about the pandemic, but it's also about uh, the the considerable risk in terms of the collateral damage, which I think is now growing to be to be really rampant. Dr. Gordon Gee joining us on the show right now. Do you plan because of all those issues? And it's like, well, maybe it's better for the students to come back with, to campus with proper precautions. Are you guys having are preparing to have students in, on campus in the fall? Absolutely, I think that that is. I think that that's absolutely critical for the reasons that I've stated. I believe that uh, we put in a lot of protocols. Uh, we, we our safety protocols are very um, very forward thinking. We're going to test every student, uh, every faculty, every staff. They come back onto campus. We're going to make certain we have ways to isolate students if they uh, do come down with. Uh, with the virus, and um, and we obviously have put into a lot of precautions in terms of teaching in person, um, and we'll probably have some hybrid classes, which means part of it online, part of it in person. But I think it is essential for the quality of, of our education for our young people 
for us to get back on the campus um, and to safely do so. Is that the same, especially with football? Because the old argument was during the parts of the spring was, well, if you can't have students on campus, then you can't have football. But if there's students on campus, could there be football? Not just with West Virginia, but the rest of the Big Ten and, and Big Time College, or be, rest of the Big Twelve, I should say, and the rest of Big Time College football. Well, I think that we all agree that it would be pretty difficult to have uh, football or, or any kind of athletic uh, issues if we did not have students uh, present on campus in some form or other. But saying that, saying that, you know, I think that most of the large public uh, institutions, most of the institutions in the uh, in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, uh, others are, uh, uh, in addition to the Big 12, are looking at, uh, at some form of opening. And, and I believe that that is a wise decision. I really do. Dr. Gee, we know what an economic driver college football is, not only for sports, the universities, and those communities of the universities, but unlike, say, the NBA, where they are going to have a bubble, or the MLS with soccer, where they're going to have a bubble, how safe will it be for the university communities to have student-athletes practicing, then on the field, then in the film room, and then back into the campus community? How safe will that be? Well, I think that that is the dance. We have to make certain that we have all the precautions, and uh, and uh, in place, we need to certain make certain we're following all the health protocols. We may we need to make certain that our coaches are setting a good example, wearing masks, doing all the kinds of things that need to be necessary. And of course, we're testing our student athletes uh, regularly. Uh, uh, they're already back on campus, many of them, and so we're testing them regularly. And if they if they test positive, then we isolate them. Um, and make certain that uh, we keep them out of harm's way. So that is the way that we're going to have to run athletics, the same way that we're going to have to run the university. And I think that that, in the end, will prove to be a very good decision. Now, we know that uh, the Baltimore Ravens have just announced in the NFL they're going to have uh, severely limited seating down to 14,000. Uh, some of these universities, you know, at Ohio State where you had – Two runs, uh, over 100,000 fans, places like Michigan, places like Wisconsin. We know how big the fan support is across the Midwest and beyond. How does the model hold up if there is limited capacity or, worst-case scenario, no fans? Well, uh, you know, I, I keep joking about the fact that uh, I'm going to uh, – take my ankles and go out and play if I have to, but uh, I think that I may have to become cheerleader and uh, band member, too. You never know. But I think that uh, I, I think that uh, we're going to have to limit our seating. Um, we are taking a look at about a 50% limitation. I'm, I think Ohio State is doing about 40 to 50%. I can't remember quite what they're doing. I think that most, most uh, places are looking at that, and... Uh, and then how you configure that for your fans, but this is a one-time, this is a one-time issue. We hope so that we uh, we ask everyone to be patient with us uh, about how we distribute that seating, and obviously we want to make certain that our students have that experience. It is a, it is like planning the Normandy invasion, my friend. It is not easy. There are more questions than there are answers, but uh, I am one of those who believe that. Uh, you can't look to the rearview mirror. We cannot shut down uh, society. We can't shut down life. Um, you know, 88,000 people died of uh, influenza last year, most of whom had the uh, the flu shot. 50,000 of us died in car wrecks, and we all have uh, 
we all have uh, driver's licenses, so we have to deal with the risk and reward and also the collateral damage, as I say. Dr. Gordon Gee joining us on the show, president of West Virginia University. What is, is, is spring football feasible as of right now to you? I think that that is one of the scenarios that uh, is being looked at. Uh, I do not know uh, all the nuances of it, but I know that that is one of the scenarios that, uh, that they're looking at. Obviously, everyone is looking at a variety of different scenarios, but we're going to have to do it together because of the, because of the interlocking nature of, uh, of our football and uh, television contracts uh, across the board. So um, the answer is I don't know um, uh, how we would make that happen, but that is a possibility. Uh, we know uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci has said consistently that the virus will create its own timeline. With all that said, is there something the virus can do over the next month that could force an earlier drop-dead date or force a decision that we don't necessarily want to make? Well, I think, you know, we've got a spike going on right now. And, and I, tell, I, I tell all of our students, uh, by, remotely obviously, uh, and uh, send out notes and a variety of other things, and I say, look, um, what you have to do is you have to, th- you have to be kind. The, these 18 to 22-year-olds that come back come on our campus do, do not uh, feel vulnerable, and the data shows that they are not vulnerable. Very few of them um, even know that they have the virus, let alone uh, get uh, severely inflicted. Uh, but then there's a 76-year-old university president, um, and I'm and I'm going to teach a course in the fall, I'm, I, uh, and I'm going to teach it in person. And I want them to understand that they have to uh, be kind to uh, each other, and uh, and and that means that they have to be adults and enforce the uh, the use of masking uh, and distancing and a variety of other things. Um, and if they do, if if students uh, act. Uh, in that kind of appropriate fashion, if they peer review themselves, if they do the kind of things that they should be doing, and then we are going to have a very good uh, year. If they don't, then we have a different kind of issue. I just wrote, I, I get notes from parents. I just wrote a parent the other day and said, look, let me tell you something. You're concerned about about your daughter uh, coming to the university. Let me tell you something. I'm concerned about your daughter coming to the university, but you need to be the, a parent and make certain that your daughter does the right kinds of things uh, uh, in terms of health protocol, and she's going to be fine. Dr. Gordon Gee joining us on the show right now. If there's no college football, what would that do to your athletic programs? Well, I think it would do um, grave financial damage, no doubt about it. Um, as you know, football drives everything else. Um, at Ohio State, we have 36 intercollegiate sports. I think uh, without, uh, I, I think that only football and maybe basketball, uh, men's basketball, made uh, uh, met any kind of revenue um, neutral, revenue positive uh, results. So, and it's the very same here. So, um, the, the 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 damage would be serious. And um, in terms of the financial issues, uh, but you know, in the end, in the end, we have to do what what is right for our students and for our um, for our community. Uh, we can't simply be driven by the economics. We have to be driven by by all of the factors that we're considering right now. 
I, I know we talk about uh, dire straits at times with the whole model of not just sports. We talk about how virtual learning could really alter how things go at these universities. And this is just a question I've always wondered. Why do these universities have such big endowments, which seems like they could be rainy day funds when it looks like we're having the rainiest of rainy days? At what point do you think universities around the country would dip into something like that as they continue to grow? Well, I think that universities, uh, you know, we're doing, we're, we're doing something. We're raising a lot of money in terms of scholarship support right now. When I was at Ohio State in 2008, we did the very same thing um, in order to make certain that the financial issues for our students uh, were ameliorated. Uh, the problems with, uh, with these large endowments, or the problems with endowments, period, is the fact that almost all of the money is designated for very specific purposes. Scholarships for X, uh, chairs for Y, uh, buildings, a variety of other things. There's very little discretionary money that any university president can call on, call on out of the uh, out of the endowment, um, and that, of course, is is part of the challenge that we have. Doctor, who has the better fight song, West Virginia or Ohio State? <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. You are getting uh, that's like asking me to choose among my children. You know that. Uh, to, I, I will say this. I will say this. This is really interesting. Um, you know, both of them have great bands, and they have great uh, fight songs. Of course, you know, uh, Country Roads is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you you hear it in every part of the world, as a matter of fact. But but both there there are very few institutions that are called John Philip Sousa marching bands, and uh, both Ohio State and uh, West Virginia have those high quality bands. So. It's a um, it's a pleasure to uh, to be back. You know, this is my second time at West Virginia. Also, mm-hmm. what will your career be complete unless you get to dot the i? Well, I did dot the i. I did. You did? Yes, I dotted I dotted the i. I'll tell you a very funny story very quickly. I was offered the presidency of the University of California in 1995, and uh, and I turned it down. And and the New York Times reporter asked me. Uh, uh, why'd you turn it down? And I said, well, because I always wanted to adopt the eye, and so they let me do it. <laughs> wow. wow. Great story, huh? I have a, yeah, I'm one of the few. John Glenn, uh, a couple of other people. Jack Nicholas, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, was a great, it was a great thrill for me, I can assure you. Doctor, we can't thank you enough for the time. Always engaging, always very giving with your time. Uh, we know there's a lot of Buckeye fans here, but we will be pulling for the Mountaineers, and we will hope to have a football season this year. Yeah, well, we, we all hope the same. And, and thank you very much. Have a great day, okay? Now, that's President Dr. Gordon Gee of West Virginia University. Some of what he said, and I know that there were some numbers in there that are highly controversial to people. We'll get into those when we come back. I also know that the commissioner of the SEC has just spoken and said that he's very concerned about playing this season due to the pandemic. We'll talk about that when we come back. There's a bigger issue here, and I think that's the issue of ethics. It's not whether or not they can. I think in a lot of ways they think they can. And Gordon Gee has been a longtime university president. Whether you agree or disagree with him, I can guarantee you he's not the only university president thinking those things right now. We'll get into that when we come back. Also, I'll continue to ask for your new names of my favorite baseball team and my top five running backs. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to rip Bryson DeChambeau as well. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.